Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Pretty good, you realize, and I'm sure you don't because I would be the only one that cares. Who knows when when football will start? Who knows? But if fall camp was to begin on its traditional day, we are just 101 days away. 101, 101 days away from the start of traditional fall camp. Well, I think what that means as much as anything, Jimmy, is pretty soon we get to do your famous backslash infamous uh, number countdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so many people do that. That's a great question. Uh, I don't know that 99 has been assigned, and I haven't really looked. You always start with a big defensive tackle. We did bring in a few a few new guys. Um, Wasn't Lee hmm. Kiffin 99? Yeah, sometimes it can be a kicker. Sometimes it can be a kicker or a punter. It's been Raekwon for four years. So, you know, 99, 98 is a good number for – for nose guards, uh, big defensive tackles. So, you know, probably something along those lines. Uh, maybe Burrow, Jamil Burrows, maybe. Uh, you know, that's a, you know one of the new guys, maybe Burrows. More importantly, who's going to be number zero? <laughs> you know, I, they've already given nine to uh, Bryce Young, and I like nine, but uh, zero would also be cool for the quarterback. Oh, I, so, I thought zero would be awesome for Bryce Young. But yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, who would be zero now? I mean, uh, who, who's a newcomer that you think – I mean, if we're not going to do somebody, you better be electric. You can't be yeah. zero and be – I mean, and this is no offense to him, but you can't be, say, Kevin Norwood, who's just really dependable. I, I wouldn't say Kevin Norwood right. was electric. I would say he was – he was very good. Don't I agree wrong. totally. It's got to be a badass and, and, and someone that makes a lot of plays. How about uh, Theo uh, Jones-Bell or or a running back like Jace McClellan? I love that. I, Jace McClellan may be too – he's a little bigger, right? I mean, he's kind of a – He is. Um, I think, but he, I think Jones he's a home Bell run hitter. A yeah. He's a home run hitter. I mean, to me, Jones-Bell uh, Jones is a home run hitter. I think McClellan's a home run hitter for a back, but Jones Bell is the best answer in my opinion because, to me, the best zero on our current team would be somebody like Jalen Waddle, and uh, and Jones Bell is like Waddle's. So, so I would go with him if Bryce turns it down. But right now, Bryce Young is nine, which is also a pretty cool number for a quarterback. I tell you, I tell you who I like. Well, the only other number nine quarterback I can think of is Freddie Kitchens. Off the top of my head, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. How funny how Bryce Young is sort of the antithesis of Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> He's the complete opposite of Freddie Kitchens as, as, as a quarterback. And I'm not dogging. Freddie was actually pretty good. And I tell you, a lot of people won't remember this at all. Freddie Kitchens was a highly regarded recruit. Uh, I, I, oh, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't go so far as to say he would have been a modern five-star. Probably not a five-star but but all but maybe a national top 100 prospect. Well, yeah, I think he was too. And I, I'll never forget, I believe it was the Alabama-Auburn game. Um, he was the quarterback in, uh, was it 96, when Dennis Riddle yep. makes the big catch? Correct. 
And Correct. Uh, he's he's not sacked, but I think he's he's hit as the ball is released, and he hits the ground, and they sort of show a slow motion of it. And his ass fat jiggled in such a way that it reminded me of a Simpsons episode when Homer <laughs> was walking on a treadmill and like all his fat was moving around. And the doctor said, oh, that can't be good. He said, yeah, but it's quite mesmerizing. That's exactly what I thought immediately was. <laughs> and again, look, I'm not one to talk about ass fat, you know, to be hypocritical, but he definitely had some ass fat. I don't want to. Like what a, that he didn't. off the top of my head, I can't remember what's Fr- Freddie. Freddie is working for the New York Giants this fall. I don't believe he's offensive coordinator. I think he's just a position coach. But I'm pretty sure Freddie Kitchens is on the New York Giants staff with Joe Judge. I mean, hey, look, it, 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 there's no telling. I mean, he had to have some kind of nice buyout right i mean he had to oh he made some money he made some money up there it, it didn't go well except for freddie's bank account and yeah they had to buy out his deal and he was only there one year i'm sure he had a four-year deal so he's getting paid for you know, four whole, years of head coaching the whole it doesn't it didn't go well except for the bank account thing makes me think you could leave the first part of that sentence out <laughs> if it goes well for the bank account who gives a shit <laughs> That's why uh, I, uh, I used to I used to get so mad when I thought you know coaches were fired unjustly, and I still do. There, there's just too many coaches that are fired in the NFL and college because you know fans are mad and the owners mad, or the, I mean you know there's got to be a bad guy, right? There's got to be somebody to blame, uh, and, and coaches get fired, but they're paid so unbelievably, you know. <laughs> It's just not. It's it's just a pretty soft landing. Maybe you're treated unfairly, but it's a soft landing when it's like eh, you can't coach here anymore. But uh, yeah, we still owe you twelve million. You can have it. It is, and you know, God bless them. I mean, go go get it, man. I dig it. Um, yep. give me. Uh, we're gonna go, this one's going to be a bit of an abbreviated episode. I'm driving, um, and I'm in a truck, and so it's kind of loud. And so if that's bothering everybody, I apologize. But I do want to remind everybody to go check out Nico Sports, N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. You can also call the phone number of 800-345-2868. Call them right away. They've got this Tuatunga Vailoa football, full-size, fully embossed. It's got all his information on there, all his records. It's so cool. It's only $99. I've seen the football. It's beautiful. And a portion of the proceeds go to the Alabama Make-A-Wish Foundation. Please, please, please go check them out. N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. Ask for my boy Julio. If you don't get Julio, you'll get somebody just as nice. But Julio is my boy. So uh, go ask for him. 800-345-2868. Jimmy, we'll go ahead and take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll just run down a few miscellaneous things. Jimmy, uh, just apropos of no football, um, Nick Saban became a grandfather again. Congratulations. Ah, uh, yep, that's David. right. He did it good the first so, time, uh, so he's trying it again. Yeah, I'm happy for him. That's great. Um few other just odd men things. Alabama and Clemson apparently will play in a basketball game in December uh, in Atlanta as part of either a triple or quadruple header. Um, LSU is going to play somebody, and I can't remember who the other game is, but 
Alabama and Clemson will be, I mean, assuming we have basketball, let's, let's remember that. Um, and there really hadn't been a lot of other news, although Kamar Wilcoxson, I mean, <laughs> what a name. He Wilcoxson. has a name that's, oh, it sounds exactly like a made-up name in, in, in the movie Fletch. Yeah, John Cockcoaston, yeah. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds exactly or, uh, like that. Kamar Wilcoxson. What is uh what was Kramer's name? Dr. Van oh, Nos- Dr. Van Nostrum. Dr. Van, Van Nostrum. Nostrum. Yeah. Yeah. So that's <laughs> Will Coxon. Now, here's the thing about him. He's already committed to Florida, I think, twice, decommitted twice, and now he's committed to Tennessee. And most people believe this is not his last commitment. But you gotta give Jeremy Pruitt a lot of credit right now. And this is yep. a guy that, hey, look. Alabama's been a little fortunate, just like Tennessee was fortunate that Alabama was uh, on the skids in the uh, early 2000s to mid-2000s. Alabama's been lucky that Tennessee hadn't been able to get out of their own way for a while, too. So Jeremy Pruitt is – I don't know how good of a coach he is. I do know that if you put enough talent on the field, you're going to be a threat. Yeah, he's a quarterback away. I mean, that's really, he's a quarterback away. You, you put a really good quarterback at Tennessee and they'd be good right now. Um, I, I don't know that they have a good quarterback yet. Maybe the freshman showing up, maybe, maybe if they get a transfer like JT Daniels. But uh, here, here's, this is what sums it up. It, it's all about players, right? And now it's taken a while, two or three years, but now Jeremy Pruitt is starting to sign players that Alabama wants. You know, Alabama wants Dylan Brooks. Alabama wanted Kamar Wilcoxon. Uh, I think he has others. So there, there's your sign. I mean, in terms of like, is he really turning it around? Well, the question is, is he signing players that Alabama wants? Is he signing players that Georgia wants? Because turning it around does not mean that the better players in Tennessee are choosing Tennessee over Vanderbilt and Memphis. Um, turning it around at Tennessee means he is – Players are wanting to play for Tennessee that in the past two, three, four, five, ten years have been choosing LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. And he's doing that. And give him, uh, give him credit because it's harder to recruit to a team that's not winning and putting players all over the draft like Alabama, LSU, and Georgia do. Yeah, I, I give him a ton of credit. And, um, you know, he's the kind of guy that, is quickly becoming, you know, when you think about a Saban successor, I mean, he's on my list. I wouldn't put him at the top, but I, he would be on my list. Now, would he leave a job like Tennessee to come to Alabama? I mean, that remains to be seen, but I think he's going to be yes. a name. I say yes, I would he say would. Yes, too. yes, he would. <laughs> but I don't know Boy. that he would get – if we'd make it all the way down to Jeremy. I mean, right now, whether he's number two on the list or number four on the list, I don't know. I just know Dabo is obviously number one on the list, and – and if it's a no from Dabo, then you start going down. Uh, and Jeremy's an intriguing guy. It's very, very, very possible that one day Jeremy Pruitt will be the head coach at Alabama. Uh, another guy that impresses me that used to coach at Alabama is Mario Cristobal. I think he's doing a fantastic oh, yeah. job at Oregon. Uh, building out, building Oregon sort of in Alabama's image. Uh, you know, he's not shy about admitting that that's sort of his blueprint that he learned from coach. So, yeah, uh, you know, and then you turn to Alabama. You know, I think I think some people are, are still too fatalistic, too negative. Uh, a lot of good players out there this year. 
Uh, I know we only have three public commitments. There are other kids who are committed that, that will come out, you know, slowly. Uh, sometimes that's timed for PR purposes, but I think, uh, I think things will be fine and there's too much negativity. Now we get to October and we've only got 10 commitments and a couple of them are questionable. Maybe I'll join the panic brigade at that point. But as of right now, I'm still optimistic things will go well. It would be nice to lock up a good quarterback. It doesn't have to be a Bryce Young level type guy because we, we got one of those last year. But, uh, but I, I tend to think you need to sign a quarterback in every class and it, you need to sign someone capable of being the starter one day because at that position, you never know when it comes to attrition. That is very true. And I'll tell you, I'm coming around to Mac Jones more and more just reading a few articles about him. I'm, I'm yeah. really beginning to come around to him. And I'll tell you, here's something. And, Jimmy, this is – I printed these off a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I printed this information off in January. But – and I was really more focused on Najee Harris and on uh, Devontae Smith because those two guys are in a great position to be career leaders in – rushing and receiving in Alabama history. They're in a fantastic position now, assuming we have a full season. Um, but here's, here's something about Mac Jones. Okay, so last year, his career, he has 1,686 yards passing with 15 touchdowns and three picks. Of course, two of those picks famously came against Auburn last year. But he also is tied for second with – uh, McCarron and Tua and Blake and Jalen and uh, Mike Shula and John Parker Wilson, um, who all did it oh. multiple times for, with four touchdowns in one game. Of course, he had that against Auburn. But here's the thing. You look at Alabama's all-time leading touchdown, career passing touchdown leaders. Tua holds the record with 87. Now, unless Mac is the starter for two years, he certainly won't get there. But if he is the starter for two years, then he could easily beat that record. But he has 15 total right now. Number nine on the list is or three guys tied with 30. That's Rutledge, Kitchens, and Sims. So he, I mean, very feasibly by game five or six, he could already be number eight or nine on the list of Alabama all-time career touchdown passes. Then he's got to catch Zhao and Shue at 35, McElroy at 39, Brody Coral, who a lot of people believe, oh, my God, if he just would have, you know, played in this system, he has 41 career touchdown passes. To put that in perspective, and he's number he's number five on the list. To put that in perspective, Tua had 43 in 2018. <laughs> he had two more than Brody <laughs> Henry's nuts. career. Now, That's he played nuts. more games. Sure. He played more games. And he, he had better receivers. Uh, but it wasn't like he – Brody didn't have good receivers. Keith Brown was a hell of a damn player. Uh, DJ Hall. DJ was a Hall. Player. Yeah, he did. So, um, you know, I, my point is, and and really, I wanted I wanted to spend more time talking about the other guys moving up career stats wise. If Matt Jones is the starter, and I've been on record saying I think it'll be Bryce Young, and I I want it to be Bryce Young, but boy, I mean, because here's my fear, and I you shouldn't live like this. Uh, where you're worried that if this happens, this is going to happen, probably. Yeah, I mean, you just can't – you got to let the chips fall where they can. If, if, if Mac Jones wins the job, so be it. Um, and hopefully Bryce Young wouldn't be such a pouty possum that he, tr he transfers out immediately. Um, but that could happen. I just feel like with Mac there, 
here's here's my my ration rationale with Bryce Young starting, I feel like he could be another um, Pied Piper for other quarterbacks. With Mac yes. Jones there, I feel like if Mac Jones is the quarterback and he's a quarterback for a year or two, and let's say Bryce Young were to transfer, I feel like that's going to wrap us up on our nice little run of quarterbacks for a while. I don't know why I feel that way. I just do. Right. But let's go ahead and take another break, Jimmy, before we do. I um, want to tell everybody again about NICO Sports. Please go check them out. Uh, great, great people. They've got the Tua Tungvaluwa football for $98. Call them at 1-800-345-2868. Call them right away. Ask for Julio. Talk, tell them you want to talk about the Tua Tungvaluwa football that's full-size, fully embossed, got all his information on there. Um, and then tell them you want to talk about some other stuff. They've got other Alabama paraphernalia, too. And um, – the, some of the proceeds for this $99 football go to the Alabama Make-A-Wish Foundation. I mean, they, it's just, it's a no-brainer. And so go check it out. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, you'd be crazy not to do it. I'm kind of mad at you that you're listening. Pause us. We, <laughs> this is taped. Pause it. Call Julio, 800-345-2868 or nicosports.com, N-I-K-C-O sports.com. We'll be back. Who wouldn't want? Who wouldn't want to call Julio? Who wouldn't want to call a guy named Julio to talk about Tua? There you go. You know right, about Mac. You know about Mac. Um, here, here's you know, and, and we're all assuming a lot. We're assuming Bryce Young is going to be great, and and it, it, we have every reason to to, to be optimistic about that. Uh, we know Mac Jones is pretty good. We know this. It's it's not a like a. It's not like a wild guess. We've seen Mac play against premier Power Five competition in Auburn at Auburn in, in mighty Michigan, you know, on New Year's Day in a, in a game that Harbaugh was trying to get a signature win. Uh, we've seen Mac Jones play well against really good competition. So Mac, in many ways, has proven Bryce Young is just a good prospect. What I think would be just Hey, let, let's let's write out the perfect scenario for Alabama. I think a driven Mac Jones. I mean, driven. I love how he's preparing for the season as if he's this year's Joe Burrow. I mean, that's a quote and a story on Rivals.com this week. That's really that's really good. It's Mac. Mac is using Joe Burrow as his blueprint for you know the upperclassman that came out of nowhere to to be one of the best players, if not the best player in the country. Uh, I, I love that. Uh, I love that as his goal. I think an ideal scenario is that Mac is great, that what we saw against Auburn and Michigan is just the beginning. Mac has a fantastic all-SEC type season. I'm not even saying winning the Heisman. That's just a pipe dream. But an all-SEC type season, and Mac is great, and Alabama blows most everybody out, so Bryce Young gets a lot of playing time. And at the end of this year, Mac Jones will have be graduated. He'll be a graduate. He will have played for four years. He in his redshirt junior year, he would have been under my scenario the best or second best quarterback in the SEC. Uh, and Mac just moves on and 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 goes pro, plays in the Senior Bowl, uh, where he'd be immensely popular. And then uh, and then he's a draft choice. And uh, and, and in yeah. the meantime, Bryce Young got a lot of playing time and will go into his sophomore year. Uh, very experienced and ready to take over. Um, I think that would be an ideal scenario. 
obviously a lot has to go right for that to happen. But uh, that's the way I look at it. And hey, if Mac has an all SEC junior year and he wants to come back, you, you can't deny him that. So uh, that's just sort of a sort of, you know, an ideal scenario. But I know this, when we had Tua and Jalen, this isn't talked about enough. When we had Tua and Jalen, mostly what the fans did was complain. Complain that Jalen was playing too much. Complain that Jalen was playing at all. There were even some complaints that this had to be tearing up the team and all that sort of stuff. Well, Jalen would have been the highest drafted Alabama quarterback in 44 years. It took the greatest quarterback in the history of the school to put Jalen on the bench. But during the two years that both kids were on the team, our fans bitched and moaned about what a problem it was. Look, it's, it's not a problem that in your quarterback room there's a first-round pick and a second-round pick. So I'm going to refuse to believe at any point that having Mac and Bryce is a problem. Is Bryce a threat to transfer? He is. And that's just sort of the new reality of quarterbacking in 2020 is half your quarterback room is probably going to transfer at some point. But the goal of the program has to be this. Put a quarterback on the field that's a talented winner. And if you're doing that, then things are going fine. Yeah. And, you know, people are so quick to forget that it was the backup in two different years that yep. led Alabama to victories over Georgia. Uh, yeah. in, Championships. In big moment. Championships. Yeah, so, Obviously one bigger than the other, but – but, hey, if, if we're poo-pooing SEC championships, we're the most spoiled-ass, pathetic fan group in the history of sports. If we're poo-pooing winning the toughest conference in all of college football. No, I It's agree. a big deal. And, and in fact, I, I don't know that you can say one was necessarily bigger than the other because without Jalen Hurts' moment, there's not even an opportunity for to yep. go for the championship. So, I mean, it's really uh, – but regardless um, – yeah, I think your your scenario is beautiful, and it in the the thing that would make it cool is all of a sudden if Mac Jones were to have the kind of year that that the rivals article made it seem like he can have. I'm not going to say the kind of year I think he can have, I, the kind of year that the rivals article made it seem possible. Then he could go early in the NFL draft because he will have set some records, and he goes in the first round. Uh, and then we – so we've got two first-round quarterbacks in back-to-back -back years. That's Oklahoma territory. And, you know, look, I'm not trying to say Alabama's not Oklahoma, but, hey, we're not Oklahoma when it comes to quarterbacks. And here's another thing, by the way, this is kind of off-tangent. ESPN today had like um, – they had, okay, let's – you know, they're, they're searching for content. So they had a – all right, let's tier all the programs right now. And the, there was a one tier where there was a one and a two, you know, and there are two teams in the, in the first tier and those two teams, Ohio state and Clemson. Oh, and I was thinking, and I was like, Hey, I mean, really? <laughs> I, I, I mean, that it, it, all it took was for Tua to, to dislocate a hip and you guys give up on us. I mean, I was kind of PO'd about that. We were in the second tier with Oklahoma and Georgia. And I'm like, Georgia just lost to South freaking Kakalaki. I mean, we haven't done that. You know, we've done, we, yeah, we lost to Auburn and it sucked and I hate it. But we had ample opportunity to win that game. And sh I mean, we outplayed them. We just 
we had so many mistakes it didn't matter. But the, the, the for for them to say Alabama and Georgia are on even tiers right now is bullshit. It pisses it's, me off. I mean, what do we have to do? I mean, how quickly people forget. I just hope our team uses that as fuel. I think it's just nuts. The step back that Alabama took was solely related to the run of injuries at quarterback and on defense. Injuries. And even with those injuries, we lost by, what, four points in two games to top ten teams. You know, that's just nuts. I mean, it's really it's really insulting. And look, you shouldn't get so upset about something like this because they're just they're just this just some you know opinions are, are like a holes. Yep. Everybody's got one. Um, but it, it, how do you put Ohio State there? They just lost. They have not won a national championship since 2014. Now they've been in the playoffs. Congrats. I mean, hey, Ohio State's good, man. Don't get me wrong. But as Ohio, Ohio State's not where we are. They don't even play in the conference we play in. They no, they're not. And they, so, they just lost so many. And, of course, they lose players like we do and replace them, but they just lost so much talent. I mean, it's, it's just – I, I think – you know where a lot of the disrespect is coming from? And, and some of this comes from, from Alabama fans. When you, if you read, you know, TI or BOL, the big boards every day, some of this comes from Alabama fans. But – I wonder if if all of that gets back to it's Mac. Mac Jones, yeah. Mac Jones doesn't look like a badass. He was not highly recruited. He's not a dual threat playmaker. And I think you add all that up, and there's just this general idea that Mac Jones is very average. Well, I get it from looking at him. But what I don't get is he went to Auburn and played better against Auburn than Joe Burrow did. He played Michigan and was better against Michigan than Justin Fields was. <laughs> and, and this has just escaped the notice of everyone who just prefers to look at Mac and say, what, uh, he's a tennis player? And I think, I think that's where a lot of this comes from. No, you're. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. But I mean, it, by that by that same token, Ohio State loses Chase Young, the number two pick in the draft, who was easily the number one defensive player in the country. And you know, it's sort of like, well, well. But and it is kind of oh well because you know what? They don't. They don't. They play Michigan. I think they play Oregon this year. Don't doesn't Ohio State play Oregon this year? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, Michigan plays Washington. Ohio State plays Oregon. Yeah. Oh God, that's awesome. It is great. Hey, I'll give him I'll give him credit for that. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, buddy. Well, look, I want to talk. I got some stuff printed out because next podcast I want to talk about the records that Najee and Devontae can both set this year. Uh, again, oh, wow. assuming we have a full season, and they can they can do it. I mean, and it it seems weird because again, when before Devontae went off against Ole Miss, you would have easily said. It, I think most people would have said he's the fourth best receiver on Alabama's team. It's a loaded team, but they would have said Judy, Ruggs, Waddle, Devontae. Or in, and there's other three in some order and then Devontae. And frankly, he may go out as the most decorated Alabama receiver uh, records-wise. So it's kind of cool. But uh, 
All right, buddy, roll yeah, tight. We got a lot of uh, a lot of recruiting to talk about. Been watching a ton of tape. Got some names. Got just uh, I'm fired up about recruiting. I know some fans are panicked or worried about it. Uh, I'm not worried. A lot of good players out there. Found a couple more this morning, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. There's a lot of good a lot of good recruiting talk coming up. All right, buddy, y'all be sure to join us. Roll tide. Roll tide.